Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. A 40-something gender queer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Hey, 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 hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode, episode 64. We're moving right along, but let's listen to that band before we get going. That's it. That's them. That's it. It's here. That is the non-conforming gender expressionists featuring Dara Hoffman Fox. Yeah, yeah, here we are again, another episode, and by the title, I'm pretty sure you could figure out what it's all about. It's Conversation with Gender Therapist Dara Hoffman Fox, Part 2, because last week was episode 63, which was Part 1, and so they just kind of go hand in hand, and like, you know, like Green Eggs and Ham, Abraham and Lincoln, left and right, up and down, in and out, you know, all of those things, they go together, just like Part 1 and Part 2. So, since we got a conversation going, just like last episode, we're going to skip all the other stuff that we normally do here, famous women sharing their best advice, not going to do that this week, it'll be back next week, though. Uh, No secondary topic and no listener feedback, because we're going to save that for next week's episode. But let's just talk briefly about last week's episode, part one. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed my conversation with her so very much. And it it was a pleasure to be able to sit down with her and talk with her. So you can find all past episodes at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. There's uh, an Amazon affiliate link. Shop through our Amazon uh, page. You can leave us a donation through PayPal. You can link to iTunes. If you use iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and a review. Helps the show grow. You can also listen through Stitcher Radio. Give us a thumbs up and share the show that way. Uh, Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes podcast. Uh, the email, if you want to send me an email, is changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at SabrinaMiller41. And then, uh, if you could, check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast. It is a great way to support the arts. And when I say arts, I don't just mean podcasts. I mean music creators, video creators, artists, you know, like people who draw artists sort of thing. <laughs> uh, it's, Patreon is for people who create original content on an ongoing, regular basis. Like a podcast. Every week, you know, you got my show. So, you know, that's that's how it works out. It's, it's not like Kickstarter or GoFundMe where it's like a large lump sum for a one-time thing. This is an ongoing pledge drive sort of thing. And I've got rewards going from all the way down to a dollar a month. Uh, up to $20 a month or give whatever you can in between or over if that's your choice. I appreciate that very, very much. This particular episode is brought to you by a patron who truly wishes to remain anonymous. And I totally understand that. I, I, I totally respect that. And so the only thing I'm going to say 
And hopefully you will know who you are when I say simply J.G. Love to you. Thank you so much for your continued support. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. So thank you very, very much. Now enough of that housekeeping stuff. Let's get out of this beginning part and move into the main topic. Ah, yes, main topic. The second part of my conversation with Dara Hoffman Fox. I'm going to read her little bio that she sent to me. Uh, Dara Hoffman Fox, LPC, is a gender therapist, writer, educator, and presenter with a growing cyber presence. In addition to having a private practice that specializes in counseling transgender and gender nonconforming clients, Dara also provides educational resources through her blog, Dara Hoffman Fox. Also on her YouTube channel, her social media networks, trainings and presentations, and most recently a guidebook series entitled You and Your Gender Identity, A Guide to Discovery, which we will hear more about in this part two of the conversation. Uh, Dara's vision is to support and inspire those who are transgender and gender non-conforming and to enlighten those who are not. She also has plans in the works to expand her outreach to current and future mental health professionals who wish to work with these individuals and their families. Dara loves her wife and kids, her donkey Merlin, and her Apple products. She enjoys studying Carl Jung, which I believe I butchered last episode and probably butchered this time. She also enjoys astrology and meditation and listening to podcasts and the Indigo Girls. She can't live without coffee and the houses that serve it gluten-free bread and zumba so (laughs) dara thank you so much Uh, i'm gonna say it up front at this episode thank you so much for being on the program i I truly truly appreciate it i I i said so much when we recorded which we by the way folks we recorded it on the 18th of october so we're a little bit behind but you know that's how production schedules work it's just the way it is it's how life happens so thank you very much. Be sure to check out her webpage, which has every bit of information you're ever going to need. That's DaraHoffmanFox.com. And there'll be links in the show notes, of course. And now for this uh, part of the conversation, part two, I'm actually going to roll it back a couple minutes, a couple few, three minutes, so we can get the momentum again into the conversation to pick up right where we left off. I didn't want to have a cold start, you might say, especially at this time of the year when it's so cold pretty much everywhere. <laughs> uh, in this particular part two of of the conversation she talks a lot about that upcoming book which i'm excited to to peruse as well she sent me some uh, i don't want to say clippings but i guess it's just excerpts of it uh before we recorded and it was just so a big wow factor is where i'm going to leave that there so i'm excited to see the final product um and we talk a lot about gender identity versus gender expression in this second part. So bef- let's stop rambling here at the beginning, you know, and get right into it. So here we go. And well, you've got such a unique story as well. I mean, in just that you shared, you know, you, you started off uh, in the sense of, okay, got married and had family and then, you know, realized, wait, this isn't what it is for me. And so I'm going to declare myself lesbian. And then you move forward with your life in that aspect. And then uh, it was, what, just last year you said that you yeah, ha- so had Yeah, so 10, ten yeah. years after the first coming out and then it's sort of a resurgence and a new coming out. Right, yeah. Well, for me, it was a year. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, or just over a year, yeah. 
and it's and, and well and when I came out the second time as gender gender queer gender fluid it, the the words of of a, one of the first people I met at the LGBT center who's a facilitator there uh, he was actually on the show he was one of my first guests uh, Gabriel Mason a mm. lovely lovely person mm. and. Uh, in fact, he talks about don't get out of one box and put yourself into another. That's one of his big things, and have a checklist. But in his in meeting him within the first probably two groups, he said, once you come out, you continue to come out. And he made it in reference to other people. But when I came out again to myself, it was like, wait, it's not just coming out to other people. It's coming out to yourself again. And again, and, and accepting yourself again and again, and understanding that, yes, this is the path. And then, oh, wait, I'm going to take another veer on this path and go down some other place. And, and then wherever that goes and leads, you'll never know. And to me, regardless of any trans issues or LGBT, it, everybody has that same self-discovery journey. And I think a lot of people are afraid of it. Yeah, I am a huge proponent of the self-discovery journey. Um, I love Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell, and I try to use that hero's journey and the archetypes with clients as much as I can. In fact, the the book series that I'm working on, I really hit that because I think everybody can relate to that. You know, almost everybody has a movie or a book or TV show, a story, you know, that they love, not to mention probably many stories. And there could be certain themes they enjoy. And so really getting to ask people, which kind of characters do you like the best? Which ones can you relate to? And then, you know, what are the challenges they run into? How do they get out of those challenges? You know, have they turned to a wise person? Have they turned to a support team? Who's on their support team? Where do they get their information from? Um, I try to use that as much as I can with my, um, the information I create and with my clients because it's so relatable and to see your own life as a journey, um, then you know, oh, okay, this is normal. This is normal that I feel scared right now. This is normal that, um, the monsters have come out now and trying to, you know, foil me. Like it just to know ahead of time, like, oh, okay, that's going to happen. It's not going to be easy, but here's what I can do. Here are my weapons and here are my, my support team and my sidekick to know and use all that in real life. Um, I think is a metaphor that can really work with a lot of people. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I think, well, at least for people our age, there was so much uh, uh, of a checklist that you have to follow. Okay, you're going to go to school, you're going to go to high school, you're going to graduate with honors, then you're going to go to college, you're going to get the four-year degree, and then you're going to go on from there and have a good job, and then you're going to have a family, and then you're going to do that. Da, 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 da. And for, for me at least, and I think a lot of other people, you realize, wait, that's not the checklist or the, the, the path that I necessarily want to take. And for me was the confusion. Wait, I don't want to follow this, but everybody and everything I know is saying, go this way. So that's, that's gotta be the right way to go until, you know, I reach late thirties and start questioning my identity and then reach 40 with three pivotal things in my life. You know, the birth of my son turning 40 and my mom's passing where I went, wait, I've been debating this whole we'll say trans thing in my mind for 20, 30 years, we got to do something about this. And if I had had the freedom to realize back in high school or even before that, that I don't have to necessarily follow the checklist that's out there that, that people are pushing on me to find my 
place in life, my purpose, my happiness, my goal, whatever it may be, I know for a fact for myself that it would have saved me at least a good 10 years of self-questioning, self-doubt, self-fear because, oh, I don't want to do this. That's going to, you know, upset the norm or whatever, you know, mind fuck is what it ended up being uh, to finally get to where I'm at. Well, I think it that's um, it's something that you the earlier you can recognize it, the better. And I would love one day to write. I had this idea a few years ago to write a young adult book series and it would be based on the studies of Carl Jung so that young adult teenagers, but it would be like, you know, uh, told in such a way that would be interesting to young adults. Um, right. But to explain how, okay, when you're a teenager, it's normal that you're going to be confused about who am I and who do I listen to when it comes to who I am and recognizing your, your parents and other people and friends and society, there's a lot of influence. So try to stay as clear as you can with who you are, knowing it's going to be confusing. You're going to have to muddle through some different facts. You're going to have to do some testing to see, um, you know, what's true for you and what's not true for you. But there's going to be people pushing against you, you know, like the bullies, quote unquote. Yeah. There's going to be people telling you don't do it. It's wrong. Yeah. And really encouraging and reminding people to be careful to try not to repress too much of who you really are because that's what, like you said, the bullies or the monsters um, are good at, uh, even if they don't they don't know they're doing that they're good at getting us to repress things about ourselves that we feel like maybe there's something wrong with us and so by the right. time you, you oh, get into yes. your yeah you get into your 20s then you're like aha I, I think I have this figured out and then you make decisions about like you said career, relationships, having kids or not, um, you make decisions from that place of knowing. And it sounds like, um, you were a lot in the same boat that I was in where, I mean, I started college and like at my freshman orientation, we were like in this huge gymnasium. And I I remember thinking, I'm good. Who knows? My future husband could be here. And like, (laughs) I, I think back to myself thinking that and it's so, um, weird in so many ways that I, I mean, I really thought like, when I think back on that, that I really meant it, but then it was, um, it was a facade, but I didn't know it at the time. And it took me, like you said, a good 10 more years to really start recognizing that. And in the hero's journey, they call it the, uh, the call to action. So it's that time where you're, you're in the middle of your life and, but then something just starts to rumble like beneath the surface where you can tell something about my life. I thought it was fine. I thought it was normal, but there's something wrong here. And you might ignore the call to action and say, I'm scared. I'm not ready yet to look at that. You know, for me, for instance, it would have been, Hey Dara, like you like girls, like Mm. you are a lesbian. And I'm like, not ready, you know? (laughs) And so, (laughs) and then, you know, the call to action comes back again and it can, and the more times you push away the call to action, the longer and longer it, the harder it is to repress it. And that energy just starts to really, the tension you feel inside of you. Um, it really can be awful. I'm sure a lot of people can, can has, have experienced that themselves. So being able to come across that um, awareness at a younger age, which again, I think that that's what we're experiencing right now. I know my daughter's generation, she's a teenager now and so much more enlightenment going on where, where teenagers are being able to be more aware of who they are and therefore being able to make decisions um, but I think there's so many of us who are older, um, and we're, 
we're finally getting there. You know, it's like, right. all right, it's okay. I'm 40, but it doesn't matter. At least I got here at some point. Right, right, exactly. Yes, exactly. Wow. So, so parallel. I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, I want to I talk about your book now, or your book series. Uh, so, so, lay it on us. <laughs> oh, you bet. So, um, it did t- What inspired off- it? Yeah, it started off as one book and then it turned into three books because there's too much information. I receive a lot of emails um, and Facebook messages and YouTube comments from people all around the world who ask questions. And by far, the biggest question is um, where people ask me if I can tell them if they are transgender or not, if they have gender dysphoria or not. Um, And so obviously it's not something I can answer on a one-to-one basis if you're not my counseling client. And even then I don't answer it for you. You know, we explore it together. You have have to figure it out yourself with guidance. I think um, in my episode, I titled my POV of therapy. I spoke about counseling because this is how I see my therapist is a coach. They're a coach. They're there to talk about things. They're there to explore things and encourage you to to dive more into whatever's questioning you, whatever's in your mind. That's I love that. I very often use the word coach um, to describe to people what I do, and or a guide, or like I try to use old words from the old you know the old days where you know the tribal you know, medicine woman or something like that. Oh, nice. Because, you know, therapist is, you know, I don't even, I don't like using the word gender therapist, except that that's what people Google and that's what comes up. Like I said, you have to know what you want to look up. So, um, so really the inspiration for the book series came from seeing how many people really, really needed that help um, to be able to figure out if they, um, or just in general about their gender identity. And so knowing that a lot of people, um, let's say they live in a part of the world or even in America where they don't have access to a good therapist to help them with that, um, or they don't have the funds. So being able to create something where even though I'm not going to be that one-on-one person for you, at least I've, I have information here that you can use to hopefully get closer to the answer to your questions. Right, right. Well, you sent you sent a sample, and and only because it was <laughs> my scheduling is just crazy. I didn't have a chance to really dive into it. I quickly, 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 quickly perused it, and the little bits that I saw, I loved. I'm excited to be able to go back awesome. and take a look at it. Yes, I just the the way that you laid out. Okay, if you're thinking this, here's this, and if not, skip ahead to this. And it's like, oh my god, this is what I needed ten years ago. That's a great compliment. That's um You're welcome. I've uh given the book to like my beta readers and to a, a wide variety of people and when I hear that reflected back to me where someone says this is what I wish I had back then then I know that it's on the right track. Um so there's going to be three I broke it up into three books and I think it's because the counselor in me um, knows that they're just I just want to make sure that the people who use this guidebook series are going to be as okay as they can be looking at something that can actually end up being, um, a little terrifying. Um, I mean, for some people, it's just going to be like fabulously curious and exciting, but there's others where this is, can be, could be pretty far repressed and it might be a really scary experience. So yeah, I want to yeah. make sure that people are taking care of themselves. That's why I have like a self-care checklist um, yes, yes. in the book. 
And I also, at the beginning of each lesson, I remind people, what are you going to do from your self-care checklist at the beginning? What are you going to do from your self-care checklist at the end? So it's as much as possible for me to create like a therapy session within the book and just hoping that everybody um, takes those steps. The first book, I and a lot of this has to do with um, the journey example again. It has to do with preparation. And so it means um, taking the time to make sure that you do have um, support, whether it's from people you know in your life or even if it's just online, people on the internet who you meet um, or people you admire who are famous, who have been through similar things, making sure you're aware of what your fears are as you go into this and different ways that you can work with those fears, knowing that they are going to be present as you go forward. Um, and so there's, you know, making sure you know what your motivation is moving forward. Um, so that's Book one prepares you for that. Book two is called Reflection, and that's when you do um, take uh, time to look back at your childhood, adolescent, and teenage years for clues about what was going on. Um, besides even with your gender identity, it's like what we were just talking about. What are the di- who are the different people in your life, and also in terms of entities like um, churches or groups or media that influenced you and how much did they help you create your belief system about yourself? And do you even believe that belief system about yourself? Hmm. And so that gives you a chance because the more you understand that, the more you'll know what's holding you back from moving forward with really taking a look at your gender identity, you know? Um, So that way you can then go into book three, which is about the exploration. And that's going to involve where I try to really break down a big, complicated question like, who am I in regards to my gender identity? Am I trans? Am I not? And just break it down into little bits, like the example of let's look at your masculine and feminine energy separate from your gender. Let's break that down. And now let's bring it back to your gender identity and kind of looking at all these different things. Let's look at this. Taking and then everything bring it apart and then putting it together. That's exactly right. Yeah. Opening the puzzle box, separating the pieces, the, 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 the borders and the inners, and then putting it all together. That's, that's awesome. That is an awesome approach. Wow. Yeah. If I had had something like that to, to, to dive into when I first started, you know, I think transitions what I want. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Well, that, like I said, that's I, that's such good feedback, um, and it's uh, very motivating. It's a lot of work to write books, um, and I always knew that I was meant to write something. I thought it would maybe be more like a memoir, but I'm glad it turned out not to be that, at least not yet. <laughs> not yet, right, right, right. Well, you're, you're too young to write a memoir. Oh, you got you to wait at least another 20 or 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's so that's much how more I feel. to go. There's so much more for us to go. Oh, so, yeah. My hope um, and plan is that all three books will be ready for release by um, the end of January. So I have it on my website. It says coming January 2016, but that way I can give my, you know, if it's January 31st, I don't know, it might be. (laughs) You know how these things kind of go. Right, Um, right. Well, And it might change it to first quarter 2016. Ooh. See? We'll see. Yeah. That might be it. Because the the process for me, I I like to set deadlines, but then I also just don't know when I'm going to be inspired um, to just do something a little different. And maybe I just need to give myself a little more time. Yeah, deadlines is the way I work too. It's like, okay, I have to have this done and I use it with my podcast. Okay, I got to make sure 
sure I'm so many episodes ahead so I can make sure everything's queued up and that I can, you know, consistently release on a Friday. I'm usually working two, three, sometimes four episodes ahead of schedule so I can keep those deadlines. But it also gives me a little bit of a buffer in case I need a break or life happens or or what have you. Yeah, you have to have yeah, a deadline. that's a good idea. You have to. You have to have a deadline to be able to focus on something, but you also have to, at least I feel, you have to be able to be flexible with whatever deadline you have to not beat yourself up if you don't meet it. Yes. Oh, yes. I have to keep that in mind. I so think everybody does. During this process. And so it's going to be available. Um, as far as I know, we're going to do a PDF version. Um, that you that can be downloaded from my website, and then through uh, Amazon has the Create Space um, Dewey Bopper where you can do print on demand. So if somebody oh, nice. wants, that way I don't have to foot out all the money to right, print out right, a bunch yeah. of companies. Oh, printing books, publishing books has always been one of the hardest things to do because of the of the mass quantities that you needed to do it in, and so that's a lot of money. I have I, I've had friends that not not in gender relations, just books in general, that they cart, you know, 50, you know, 60, 100 books in their trunk because they're trying to get rid of it. Mm, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I'd love the print on demand option because then it's just like, you want it, you got it. Sure. There you and go. That, that one copy goes out. Um, and I think we're, we're And you can make gonna... the price more reasonable too. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, that's going to be a huge help. Um, and then this should be the Kindle version of it too. So I haven't actually gone through the process of uploading the books because they're not quite ready yet. But once I right. do that, it, it should fall into place where it'll it'll all be like that. So if um, at the moment um, we're not taking, when I say we, it's like me and the gal I'm working with who's doing my layout editing and helping me with my website and marketing. We're going to do pre-sales, but probably, she said like a month before the book would actually come out. Um, but you can sign up for my newsletter and then I send out little reminders about that. Um, and, and you had said you'd put the link um, in the show notes for yes, my website, I so I won't bother you with that. Um, you can follow my Facebook page, which is Conversations with a Gender Therapist, um, and I definitely will be keeping updates there. Yeah, so I love that page. I, I, if Thank you haven't, you. you're welcome. If you haven't noticed by now, I share quite a bit of it on the uh, Changes in Latitudes page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. As soon as I found you, I was like, oh, it just feels like a, I don't know, this like family feeling where you just start noticing how, how we're all just so connected. In exactly. What's this? Right. And share the information with the world. Yes. Yes. We and are. educate and educate and, and help understand, help the people that are just questioning. They just don't understand what transgender means because all they see is whatever's in the news, which generally happens to be negative. And so now with sites like yours and pages like yours and mine and, you know, the, the number of the other gender and gender queer and gender fluid and transgender pages out there in Facebook and the groups and all that, sharing the positive information, the reinforcement that you are okay in your thoughts, they are not wrong, is so wonderful. Oh, it's pivotal. It really is. I mean, that's when I see somebody, I can't believe how many times when I see a client for the first time that I'm the first person they've ever told that they are pretty sure that they're transgender. And the reason I say I can't believe it is because it's such a, I mean, you know, I'm, I maintain my professionalism, but it's such an honor, like just to know that like 
this is something that somebody has been holding inside for so long and they trust you so much in that moment to say, I need to tell you something and I've never actually said this out loud. And then it's, it could take yeah. them the whole session to actually say it out loud, but eventually they do. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. When I, in speaking it to myself, it took a couple days. Uh And this is just out loud to myself, not even in the mirror, just out loud. And then when I came out to my wife, she was the the next, well, actually she was the second person. The first person I told was a longtime friend and I had to tell somebody other than close family, my wife, for example, because I, I just needed to say it to another human and he was wonderful. He, he totally accepted it and still friends and just a lovely gentleman. And then in t- saying it to my wife, it was <laughs> nerve wracking, total nerve wracking. Uh, oh, sure. t- yeah, it's a time I will never forget. And uh, yeah, it can be it can be scary and uh, uh, nerve wracking and and uh, um, cause anxiety in just saying those words. I think I might be well. Fill in the blank. Anything: gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, uh, agender, uh, polyamorous. Uh, God, the, the 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 list is endless out there. But just saying yes. it out loud to yourself is or to another human it's it's refreshing it's rewarding but damn is it scary mm-hmm. like a roller coaster mm-hmm. going up to the top of a roller coaster yeah and it doesn't they know for sure that i'm i mean they know i'm a gender therapist they've looked at my videos the website they know i'm gonna be fine with it but i mean that doesn't it doesn't matter you're getting ready to i mean it's not about them telling me it's about them telling themselves right of course of course exactly for, in, in your position yes yeah yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then, um, and then going from there, like you said, a lot of times we'll try to figure out what, who's the next person you can tell, you yeah. know, should it be your spouse or do you have another sort of like another test person that you know is going to be okay with this, that you could practice just talking out loud about this. And or that could it be just goes. an anonymous person on a Facebook group that you happen well, to true. be in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've had a couple emails from listeners like that. You're like, you're the first person that I am sharing this with. And I feel so honored when I get stuff like oh, that. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I've said it a few times in the listener feedback section, uh, but usually they're the ones that don't want their uh, email shared. Uh-huh. And yeah, it is such an honor to, to get that feedback and response that uh, one of the emails actually brought me to tears. Not not weeping, crying, but just a tear kind of ran down my cheek in mm-hmm. knowing that I was essentially the first person that they opened up to. It was amazing. And now a word from our sponsor, TomSlayton.com. When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much. You know I so deeply appreciate your help and support for the show. Uh, Folks, this week I checked out a a quick little thing on his website like I always do. I pull it up and I look through the links that are there and I check it out. This one is actually an Emery Allen quote. And it's a fairly long quote, so I'm going to read it here. There's so much more to life than finding someone who will want you. 
or being sad over someone who doesn't. There's a lot of wonderful time to be spent discovering yourself without hoping someone will fall in love with you along the way. And it doesn't need to be painful or empty. You need to fill yourself up with love, not anyone else. Become a whole being on your own. Go on adventures. Fall asleep in the woods with friends. Wander around the city at night. Sit in a coffee shop on your own. Write on a bathroom stall. Leave notes in library books. Dress up for yourself. Give to others. Smile a lot. Do all things with love. But don't romanticize life like you can't survive without it. Live for yourself and be happy on your own. It isn't any less beautiful. I promise. Emery Allen. Uh, to, lead, to see that on his website, uh, tomslayton.com forward slash Emery Allen quote. Uh, and it was just something, like I said, I always just kind of peruse his website as, as, a, as a rest stop. As I'm doing my research for the show, as I'm Facebooking, you know, on my own personal time, as when I'm just kind of like, hmm, I need something, I'm going to look up something. I pull up TomSlayton.com and I find a picture, I find a quote, I find a, a, a topic of interest to maybe talk about or, or bring up on the show here. It's just, I love to think of his place as a rest stop along the internet. From one thing to the other because there's so much there that can lead you on to the next step in your life in your journey in your day in your internet searching so check it out tomslayton.com and tom thank you so very very much for supporting the show all right enough of that let's get back to my conversation with dara hoffman fox Essentially, the first person that they opened up to. It was amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And then my mind went to the point of, okay, well, if I'm getting this email from this particular individual, there has got to be at least two, three, five, ten out there that can't even say it. Mm-hmm. That are listening to the show. Yeah. Yeah. I and that. it's 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 so for me it's so rewarding and it's such a great um confirmation that I'm doing the right thing with my with my particular show. I just I feel so humbled when I get that information that they trust me enough to share that information for the first time. And I can tell um I've become a, a big fan of your show oh, since thank you introduced you. yourself to me. And I can really tell that genuine um, enjoyment that you really get. I mean, like you said, I can tell you put a lot of work into it. My my experience with um, my past experience in communication and knowing about video editing. And oh, that's right. I, that's I love right. it. And that's the reason I haven't um, moved forward yet with doing a podcast because I know I'm going to go crazy with it. I'm going to just want to make it like, I'm just going to spend hours and hours just, yeah. you know, the music and right. the, yes. I just, cause, and so I absolutely, um, appreciate how much time you spend with that because I know I have to wait till I have that, that space in my life to do it because, um, to put out a product like you do, it takes a lot of work. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing that. I, I really appreciate it because, well, as I'm sure you know, when there's something that you watch or see or even just read and you're, you, you get that reaction of, wow, this is really great. I really enjoy this. A lot of people, I mean, for me, I try to make it as easy, it looks as easy as possible. 
because there's so much work behind the scenes. Right. And so when someone like yourself uh, and a, few, a handful of, of my listeners have said so much as well, recognize the fact that it does take a lot of work and that I do put a lot of time and effort into it. I, I, the words thank you for me is not enough to express, but they're the only words that I can, I can come up with. Uh, because you recognize that behind the scenes work. So thank you. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel bad because, um, the first few videos I did for my YouTube channel, um, which basically I just, I answer some of those questions that people emailed to me. I put them on the YouTube channel. And so, um, I spent, I did spend a, some time with editing it, you yeah, know, with a, yeah. a beginning and, um, and then I realized that I wasn't putting videos out uh, anymore because I, di- I didn't have enough time to set aside to go through the whole process. So it pains me to, um, just really pretty much just push record and record myself and then just upload it right away to YouTube like that. <laughs> yeah. Because, I can't do that. I can't do that. It's not going to happen if I, and I'm like, Oh, the information's not going to get out there if I don't just do it. But, but at least, but it's still, it's hard. Like, as, like I said, you know, you know what I mean? Like as a yes. person who knows what it's like to production quality it's not my preference but it's what i have to do for right now so i finally like yeah gritting my teeth i've done it (laughs) yeah there's there's a couple episodes and it still happens where i don't get the chance to do my full setup with my nice you know blue yeti microphone and and uh uh, noise canceling headphones and and sometimes i just record directly onto my iphone and then edit Mm. that way and so it's it's not the standard that I want to keep, but to keep in my production uh, timeline, I, I have to. I just, I just have to. And the first few times I did that, I had to grin and bear it and bite my <laughs> teeth and think, oh, there's so many pops and cackles and, oh, I can't clean up this audio. And uh, I got a response from, from a listener, uh, an anonymous response on the audience survey link that I have. And they're like, yeah, I don't notice it. Stop talking about it. And I, <laughs> and I went, okay, fair enough. I get nice. it. I get it. If if even my worst is good enough, thank you very much. Good night. Cool. It's yeah. so funny. We are, because of what, the way our brains work, it sounds like um, we're going to still, we're, yeah, we can't help it. We're going to notice it. Of course. <laughs> of it's course. Cool. It's cool when other people don't but oh yeah i have that sort of um mentality as well that that slight perfectionist thing yes 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 yes, yes. uh so what aside from the listener questions what inspired the books oh gosh not listener questions uh uh just follower questions i guess the more i worked through it and wrote it um it definitely was helpful to myself um because i started really getting down to it early this year probably in january and so i noticed that different things that i wrote about in terms of approaching um you know i call it you know your gender identity journey um it very much i was able i found myself in it as well which was a little bit of a surprise and so that was um pretty cool to see that what Especially, like, let's say, I want to make sure this is a book series that people can use who would identify, uh, who maybe do identify, you know, like, like you've said, as transgender um, or would self-identify transsexual or non-binary. It needs to apply to everybody. So I know that for myself, I wanted to make sure that non-binary people could read it too. And then it turns out I am kind of non-binary. So right. that helped um, solidify that. And so... um Let's see. So definitely knowing that there's a need out there for it. And I, 
have always wanted to write and I love the idea of having books out there and published. And the, I, I think I mentioned my dad, yes. he has um, his own publishing company. He's a writer. And so this has been honestly passed on to me, I think genetically through him. Mm. So the whole process of it, I love, you know, as hard as it is, I also love it as well. Um, and I just finally am happy that I realize what one of my life purposes is. I mean, I've been, uh, I guess sort of like an old soul where ever since I was a teenager, I wanted to already know what that life purpose was supposed to be. And so mm. it wasn't until the last couple of years that really started to solidify that at least one of the life purposes was to really, um, educate the world pretty much those who are transgender or gender nonconforming and those who are not and enlighten them. And so to know that this is part of what I'm meant to do, it makes it, um, in a sense, really easy to do it. There's not decision like, should I prioritize this or not? I mean, you just, you just do it because you just know that's what you're supposed to do. And you're in that sort of flow. Right, right, right. I get that. I get it. Because because for me it's the same thing with the podcast. It's it's there's been a couple times I've been in the early early days. I was like, ah, do I want to continue this? This is a lot of not a lot of work, but it takes up time to sit down and record. Well, sit down, figure out what to record. Sit down, then record, then sit down and edit, and and put everything together. It's like, do I really want this? And then the trickling in of the emails and the feedback started to happen. And, and I actually started listening to my shows uh, in sequence. I mean, I'd listen to them, you know, before I release them. But uh, as, as they've been out for you know, a few months, I start listening again. And it's like, oh, wow, okay, yes, I, this is, I, I need to do this. I need to give this back. I need to release this out. This is part of what I need to do. And it's a creative outlet for me as well. Oh, it's pivotal that, um, listener feedback as you called it. Um, so I would say that that, that helps so much. I mean, in it, in it, I guess it always takes me by surprise, um, which I don't know why it does, but it, it's so nice. Like anytime someone takes that moment to say, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that I loved your videos or thanks so much for what you're doing with this Facebook page. Um, it, it always gives me like a warm fuzzy. I, yes, in fact, yes. I, I have, I have a folder and I call it warm fuzzy folder where I do little screenshots of those kind of things because it does, you know, on those harder days, it does remind me. Um, and so it's just for people to take the time to actually say that I just, that's a huge motivator as well. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. I'm going to switch gears. I got a question. Mm -hmm. What is your take understanding? Uh, I don't even want to use the word definition or uh, of the difference between gender identity Versus gender expression. I mean, identity is something self-defined, internal, yes, and expression is something outwardly shown. That's the obvious uh, definition. As a therapist and someone who works with the transgender community, what is your, uh, how can you relay that to the layman, let's say? Mm. You know, I'd say the best way to um, differentiate the two is that I think gender expression involves a lot of that um, masculine and feminine energy that we were talking about. And again, I, I even somewhat hesitate to put any sort of gender label on that because in the end, I think what happens is that somebody... Um, whatever they're going to do for their gender expression. So obviously clothes is the most obvious, but it could be hairstyle, um, body modification, um, in terms of jewelry and, uh, you got makeup and accessories and 
there's so much that's involved with it. And it has to do with when that person puts something on or does something to their appearance. They look in the mirror and they say, hey, that looks like me, you know, that matches. And you know, you know that feeling inside. Yes, yes. Um, it happens to me all the time, you know, especially lately when I'm kind of changing things up, I can tell immediately like, ooh, not, you know, that's not going to work. Right, yes. Um, and sometimes it's also how it feels on your body. Um, it then also, you know, can't help it. It's going to uh, depend on the reflection that you're hearing from other people um, and what what that says back to you about it. So your gender expression certainly then is, it's, it's sort of a two-way street. It feeds then probably your certainty maybe in your gender identity, um, even if that identity is no gender identity or fluid. Right, right. Um, and your gender identity itself then sends uh, messages to your gender expression. And so I think there's this cycle that happens like that. And I th- I'll use maybe a personal example that made me think of this. Um, I went on Friday night, I went to a fundraiser. Um, my wife runs a dog rescue and it was a fundraiser for her dog rescue. And the last couple of months I've been definitely dressing differently at fancy events. I did even at this time last year chose to wear, um, like a nice dress and, um, and, I, I just wasn't feeling it anymore this year, but I still wanted to know, I, what do I wear? And so right, right. I ended up with, um, it's funny because I, I feel like what people probably think I did was like Google uh, Rachel Maddow and like, what would Rachel Maddow wear? Because <laughs> like, by the time I finished, I was like, I think I kind of look like Rachel Maddow. Um, CNN. <laughs> and so, or maybe even Ellen DeGeneres, like if okay. she's going to a, a fancy event. So um, I ended up sort of with like uh suit pants, like in a suit jacket. And, uh, I didn't wear a tie. I did go to a couple weddings with a tie, but I just kind of like an open collared and I kind of have a cool haircut where I can, my hairdresser give me a haircut where I can slick it back. And I just, I was a little nervous. I was like, all right, I haven't attended one of these events, you know, like this yet. Um, so I went and I was actually, but it felt right to me. Like I looked in the mirror and I was like, cool. And then, so the first response was my wife and she's like, oh my God, like, Fantastic. I love your look. Nice. And so I was like, all right, that's, that's helpful. It kind of matches how I feel inside. And I'm being, it's being reflected back to me that this is a match. And then I go to the event and I had two people say I looked dapper, which I thought was awesome. Wow. I I actually have looked online. There is a whole, almost like a soft butch lesbian dapper thing going on. Um, okay. And so there, so that's actually like a coined word that's kind of being tossed around now. And then somebody who hadn't seen me for a while said, I don't know if I should say you look beautiful or handsome. And I uh, said, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly what you just said. Yeah. And without even knowing that those are the words that made sense to me to hear that. And so I do feel like, you know, people do, maybe you have your sense of gender identity inside. Again, even if it's no gender, um, you then want to translate that outwardly and then you get your feedback from the outside. And again, being careful not to put too much emphasis on the outside feedback, because I also have a family member who I can tell, um, is very uncomfortable with the changes mm. I'm making. And that's, a, it's like a whole nother coming out, like you said, yes, yes, yes. where I'm like, Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Um, and so that's going to take some time for me to probably, get up the guts to even talk to this family member about it, um, in recognizing that I've made them uncomfortable. Um, 
but, or I say I've made them uncomfortable. See, I'm even kind of, <laughs> it's so easy to fall into that. Like, Oh, what have I done? So, um, recognizing how much the feedback is fun. It's enjoyable. I like it. And then if it comes back and it sort of like that record scratching feeling like, ah, like you don't, you don't like what you see. Oh, that's interesting. That can take, that's, it's not, it doesn't mean you should then chuck it all and not do it. It just means that you recognize, okay, I don't like it that you don't see me. And that right. really hurts my feelings. Right. Um, yeah. So I hope that uh, answers the question about that. I, I think that's the beautiful answer. It's a wonderful answer. Um, before we get into the final questions that I use at all the end of my uh, uh, conversations, interviews, what have you, is there anything else that you want to throw out there? You know, I think um, I think we've done a great job covering everything. Mainly, uh, if you're interested in my website, you'll be able to see the link um, in the show notes. And it's it's a blog. I write a lot of the stuff, but I also have a lot of guest posters on there. Um, if you would like, I'm always open to people contributing. So if you if anybody listening, um, you can just go to the contact me link on the website and let me know if you're interested. And take a look and see what's available there. Um, let me know if you're interested. Uh, check out the YouTube channel, which you can get to through my website. The website's a big hub. Um, there's the Facebook page. You can get there from the website. And uh, if you wanted to sign up for the newsletter, you can just click on um, sign up for the newsletter box that's on there so that you'll know when the book series comes out, which is called You and You and Your Gender Identity, A Guide to Discovery. Right, right. And just uh, it'll be in the notes and I'll be posting it on the Facebook page. But just for people who are listening who don't have access to that, it's uh, Dara Hoffman. I, ah, <laughs> let's try that one more time. It's DaraHoffmanFox.com. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And all right, let's get to... The final questions, if I can pull them up on my system here. Okay. And these are the Bernard Prevost questions uh, that started in France by Bernard Prevost. But they're more uh, popular and commonly known from Inside the Actor's Studio with James Lipton from the Bravo Network. Are you familiar with them? Ooh, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> yay, yay. Okay. It's, it's, you know, don't think too hard. It's the first answer that comes to your mind. There are no wrong answers. And uh, I just like it because it's fun. So here's the I, first question. I'm ready. Go ahead. Yay. <clears throat> what is your favorite word? <laughs> Pillow. Ooh, okay. Okay. Wait, wait. I didn't say it right, though. Pillow. It's because of the way Cartman says it on South Park. Okay. Okay. What is your least favorite word? I don't like the word thaw. Like thaw uh, frozen food? Yeah. Okay, okay. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Uh, first thing that came to mind is the work of Carl Jung. Hmm. Okay, so on the other side of that coin, what turns you off creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Oh, I feel so, it doesn't feel right just to say haters, but that's all. <laughs> it, but we all know what that means. Yeah, I had a few examples that came to mind, so I'm just going to leave it anonymous and say haters. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, this next one, question number five, sometimes is everybody's favorite. What is your favorite curse word? I probably say. Oh, 
Oh, of course. I'm like, I'm allowed to curse on the podcast? Yes, awesome. this, is a, this is an explicit podcast, not just due to content, but because we could also use uh, 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 language that we normally can't. Yeah, it's probably fuckity fuck fuck. <laughs> well, that's taking the F word and putting it on a twist. And it's very George Carlin, I feel like. It is. I know you're a fan. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Okay, question number six. What sound or noise do you love? Coffee. Coffee maker. Nice. Mm -hmm. What sound or noise do you hate? The sound of my umbrella cockatoo screaming. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number eight. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt script writer hmm and what profession would you not like to do oh there's so many <laughs> yeah 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 there are truck driver okay fair that enough that would scare me so much <laughs> and last question if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates Happy hour starts at five. That's perfect. That is so <laughs> perfect. It just reminds me of the Jimmy Buffett song, uh, It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I figure I'm sure in heaven there's a five o'clock at some point. There's got to be. In fact, it might even be perpetually five o'clock. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. It's going to be just fun. Fun, fun. Yes. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. All right, Dara, thank you so much again for being on the show and and sharing so much with me and my listeners. And uh, I, I hope that we can touch base again in the future as as kind of, you know, come back around to check in with people. And uh, yeah, if if uh, if I can figure out something to write for your for your uh, uh, website, I would love to. Uh, and and any listeners out there, if you want to contribute, get in touch with her. Uh, this has been such an honor, such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, the feeling is absolutely mutual. I was looking so forward to. Uh, I feel. I just feel like you and your listeners um, is a group that I wanted to open up to. So I, I love that works for me too. Yay, yay, and yay! All right, thank you. Thank you. Dara, thank you so much once again for being on the show. Folks, website is darahoffmanfox.com. Check out everything you'll need to know about her right there. She runs the Conversations with a Gender Therapist Facebook page. Check that out. Uh, She just recently started a vlog on YouTube. Go check that out. Uh, It's all available. All the links you're ever going to need are at Dara Hoffman Fox, which are going to be located in the show notes for both episodes 63 and 64 over at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. So go check those out, learn more about her, support her, and tell her Charlie sent you. There's the music. That's it. You know we're at the end. Okay. Next episode. Next episode. I've decided to, uh, since we're near the end of the year, uh, I'm going to have another annual episode, uh, just like I did last month for the uh, Thanksgiving thing, Giving Thanks Year One. I'm going to do something else now. This is going to be Confessions of a Transgender Queer Fluid Person. (laughs) Because why not? Bring all those words together. Transgender, genderqueer, genderfluid. Make them all one word. Make it one big hashtag. Because, well, 
I think there's a lot more of us that blend into that conglomerate of a word than anything else. And that's just my brief observation. So, we're going to have uh, confessions of a transgender queer person. That's me. And it's just things that I'm going to reflect on throughout the last year. You know, uh, should'ves, could'ves, you know, would'ves, uh, things like that. So, that's what we're going to have next week. I'm always looking for people. I'm always looking for questions. Send them my way. Changes in Latitudes podcast at gmail.com. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. And if we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. So stay crazy, everyone. I'll catch you next week. Listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, and please remember...